were talking about, uh, you know, crazy robberies and such mm-hmm. uh, for another, I don't know, what is it, seven days, six days, something like that, six, seven days. On Netflix, there's a uh, documentary called Operation Odessa. It was actually pretty good. I, I, I do like documentaries, so we'll preface it with that. And I also okay. like gangster and spy stories. Okay, so, I like spy stories. They're done really well. Yeah. So I, I, I immediately enjoy it. And, and also there's an element of like true crime in this. I like true crime. Apparently, in, in the 1990s, there was a uh, Russian strip club owner uh, coupled with a guy that sold uh, speedboats in Miami that contracted with some admirals in the Soviet Navy to buy a submarine for Pablo Escobar. Okay. Hey. And wow, what a ride that was. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I highly recommend it if you can get to it on Netflix before they... If I can. Yeah, they're going to pull at the end of the month. Mm. Which isn't that far away. I've been watching the Cecil Hotel thing on Netflix, and now I'm totally freaked out. I remember when that <laughs> happened. It's all about the girl who was murdered, and they found her in the water tank at the Cecil Hotel. Mm. And I remember when that happened, which I think makes it even creepier, because I remember it, and it's very yeah. much a true story. But yeah, it's this whole long um, series about all that, and it's like, oh. And I just keep like the lily. Yeah, I'm like, oh. did, you, did you happen to catch the uh, the Ted Bundy one that they had on there? Yeah, um, probably. I've watched so yeah. much stuff on they're, Ted they're, Bundy. Their 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 true crime documentary stuff is like top notch. I got to give it to them. Like yeah. they know how to like. Pull I in. haven't been able to watch any Ted Bundy stuff because well, okay, so. I'm dating myself, but um, I'm not ashamed of my years. I'm not ashamed of my years. Um, I lived across the street from the By New House, which was the last house he hit. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. That sucks so bad. I went to college my freshman year at Florida State, the year they fried Bundy. Uh, At least he was already in. You know? uh, the dancing a lot all the way up and down sorority row, which is what I lit, my dorm was across the street from, was um, to say the least something to experience because these were the same women who had been terrorized by him. Yeah. Now, the very later on that year or the next year, I can't remember which it was. I was in a folklore class. I was taking a, um, a it, my textbook was called the, the uh, Urban Legends, The Choking Doberman was my textbook. Um, and a lot of the things that they wanted us to talk about was, you know, urban legends and how they get started and all this other stuff. And I really think somebody from this class started this little rumor because that Halloween, a rumor got started that there was going to be a mass murder in a dorm on Halloween nights, and depending on what dorm you lived in, depending on what version you heard, 
you know, Randa Hall was told the only co-ed dorm on campus, the dorm shaped like a horseshoe in a city surrounded by graveyards and all these little details that kind of, you know, pegged where you were. And I decided that night that, yeah, no, I'm sleeping at my boyfriend's house. No. This was my first year. This was the first year. I remember this your boyfriend is the one that started that rumor, by the way. I just yeah, more than maybe not. He lived with his mother, and I had known them for like. Um, I had, I had, I had known his mother. She worked at the supercomputer over on campus. I had known the family for a bit, so I slept on this bed that was in the living room that they used for a couch, but it had a hole in the middle, and um, so it, I, I'm screwed up in this hole. And in the middle of the night, he comes into the into the the room with the hairbrush and on the on the mattress right there next to my head. And I didn't flinch. I didn't wake up. I didn't anything. I woke up and told him. I said, "You know what? That is the best sleep I have had since I came to college." And he's like, "Going, yeah, I know. I tried to scare you because you know you you were scared off campus by this big thing." I'm like, "Well, I wasn't scared that this mass murder was actually going to take place. No, I was afraid of the copycat." <laughs> that were going to come in and create all kinds of bullshit on my floor. Also, I had just read The Choking Doberman and there are a couple of, um, you know, <laughs> there are a couple of stories in there about lipstick on the mirror, good thing you didn't turn on the light kind of thing that take place in dorm rooms. It's scary. We watched a urban legend in action that year and it was just, it was amazing on one level and kind of creepy on another you can see how things because we heard Gainesville heard the same rumor but all their clues were steering it towards Gainesville oh no this is the late 80s this was the very late 80s this is 88 89 yeah. um, this is like the fall of 80 fall of 88 and um, you, you have to think that this was about the time where all of these kinds of things were coming into being told. We had horror stories that played on this, you know, horror movies that played on this. And, you know, the, the, the poison Halloween candy had been a few years before. Oh, we'd, already had, we'd already had the Tylenol issue um, and all sorts of all this other random bullshit. That, yeah, we've kind of gotten scared to let our kids go out at night because of random BS. And it's only gotten worse. Now we have shootings in in every place you can think of. Mostly because of economics, driving everything down to... uh, The the system is designed to keep the poor poor. Yeah. And desperate. Um, I, I know somebody who had been in jail, and I know knew what they went through after they got out, even though they served their time for a non-federal, you know, nothing serious. Um, I think it was drunk driving or something like that. But I've seen how hard it is for them to get a job. Stigmatized. And the kind of jobs they can get and everything else. And I'm sitting here going, dude, I just finished reading Glamis. Um... Did anybody learn any lessons from Victor Hugo at all? I mean, you're doing it again. This is this is how this happens, and you you just it, it perpetuates things. And I really think that you know us privatizing um, hospitals and privatizing the prisons is the worst mistake this country has ever made. 
because it, why would they want people to get out of the system? They don't. I've seen, um, I've seen sci-fi movies with privatized prisons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end well. You never get out because they make sure you don't, because they make sure you do something that causes you to have more time added on. Yeah. And not only it's, that, but it's not going to be the best environment because they, they don't care. They have as few people working as possible. And as many people in there as possible. Well, it's and it's, not- it's punitive slavery, too. Yes. That's true. You have a, you have a workforce that you, you pay ten cents an hour to. You can't be you can't beat yeah. that offshore. No. China wants more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you could call it servitude. You know when you would pay yeah. you indentured yeah. servitude. And that's it what it is indentured servitude. It's forced indentured servitude. Yeah. It goes all the way back to the company store. There, there's, um, we were on a road trip this, this past weekend. We were coming back and we were listening to 16 tons. And, you know, the whole song, you know, uh, another day older, deep in, in, deeper in debt. I, you know, St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. We had to explain oh, what about. it means to owe your soul to the company store. Because um, we were at Disney a couple months ago. Um, and we were riding the big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Thunder Railroad thing. And as you're going through the queue, you've got all of these signs as if you're going into the mines. Oh, that's scary. It's telling you that, you know, you know, all miners must live in the boarding house. Uh, and this is how much does it costs a day. This is, you must eat your meals in the company, you know, what have you. You, you can only buy stuff from the company store. You're, or you must pay for your own equipment, but it must come from the company store or you're not allowed to use it. That's a racket. Um, yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did that on the railroads as well. You would uh, write you what they called scripts, which were yep. basically company money that you mm-hmm. that you don't spend in the store. Yeah. So and if you that company, yeah. well, it, it's worse than that, Lola, because you get to the point where okay, well, I'm not able to pull out as much coal, so I'm not getting paid as much because you get paid by the pound. You get paid by how much you pull out. You're not making enough, but you still got to eat. So you're, you're working on credits. Yeah. And, uh, one of my first machine jobs was uh, was kind of like that. To the point where uh, you could not leave. So you yeah. are in debt to them. You become a slave because they keep you that way. That's yeah. One of, one of my first jobs was uh, machine trades. And uh, you had you had to have your own machine, your own toolbox. You had to have your own gauges. You had to have your own micrometers, calipers, uh-huh. all that stuff. And the way to get that stuff is you went to the tool room and you told the guy what to order and he ordered it, but it came out of your check. Of your check. Right? Oh, wow. So, like, for the first six months you work there, you make nothing. Because you're still illegal. paying for your goddamn tools. Uh-huh. I that mean, would be, that'd be like if I had to pay for my computer from work. That's messed yeah, up. No, that's exactly that's exactly what it's like. I mean, I'm paying for the electricity. Well, I, the, benef- the, internet, the benefit so. is when I left that job, uh-huh. you took the tools with you. Yeah, I took them. Oh, with that's me. something. Yeah. And and they told me when I left because I I left to go work for Caterpillar, hmm. and they told me when I left, uh, you know, if, if this doesn't work out for you at Caterpillar, don't come back here because you're not welcome. Oh, you know, well, yeah. They don't like defectors. Okay. They're like right. No, back in the day, particularly um, like in the fifties and and later on, there was you you would see it on the shows where there was um, what TV show it was. But somebody was moonlighting, 
and they were they were afraid of getting caught moonlighting because if they got caught moonlighting, they were going to lose their job. Oh, yeah. There's the still job. a stigma about that. There's still people who think yeah. they won't tell their you main boss. You should be loyal to them. me. You should be loyal to me. Your company. You're, no, you, 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 you're, if you're insult. working for this other company, you're not being loyal to me. Or it's an insult like, what, you don't no. make enough money here? No. No. The last two jobs I've worked, I have to fill. If I if I if I get income from another source during the year, I have to fill out a non-conflict of interest form. Well, that I can understand. Uh, yeah, you do like you because stuff. because they're afraid. Like if you're working for Coke and they're afraid that you're going to share trade secrets with Pepsi. And yeah, I can understand I mean, non-disclosure stuff. There's no secrets. I, mean, yeah. I, I Google everything I do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You do. <laughs> it's, it's... You say that because like, I am not the most tech-savvy person, but I'm the most tech-savvy person in my house. Yeah. And they ask, everybody asks me, fix this, make this work. Get, 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 find out how to do it. I'm like, why don't you go do what I'm about to do, which is Google it. Yeah, go to YouTube. <laughs> That's how I do my oh, I hate YouTube. I can't, YouTube. I can't learn... Oh, I can't. When you're giving me instructions, I need to read them to follow them. If oh. I need, because I can't fast forward through the videos to get to the parts that I really need to see, okay. because all of the other BS that's in the front and in the back, we yeah. lost. Sorry. He probably went somewhere. Or something. I think there was a dog barking in the background. Yeah, you need to go to go check. Let his dog out. Yeah. That's okay. I liked him. He was nice. He's very nice. I've been friends with him for like probably eight years, something like that. He's in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Hmm. He's a network. He runs a network for the university. I don't. Oh, cool. I don't totally understand what he does. Maybe I just write books and keep house, I sort did. of. So, where'd you go? Oh, the so <sighs> dogs. We have this bird. Uh oh. That lives outdoors. It's second year. He's come visit. I, I have. I actually have a, a little movie I made of him through the through the window so our windows up here are mirrored uh-huh. oh he's talking to himself oh, yeah guy. and he he jumps up here on the little perch and he sees himself <laughs> so then he tries to like fight himself oh that's so cute he's not hitting on himself oh, yeah he's so he's like pecking at the window and he's oh, like jumping up guy. with his little with his little talons trying to scratch himself and He's been back for the last two or three days, and every anytime he starts in up here, my dog goes freaking bonkers. He's like, oh, no. "It's attacking our house. We have to <laughs> do <wants> something. <laughs> Get me out. Take me out. I can take care of this." So Let me I, free. I have to take him out in the backyard, and of course, you know, it's a bird. It's just gone. Mm-hmm. But he'll stand there for like twenty minutes, going, "He's gonna come back, and I'm gonna get him. He's gonna come back." <laughs> And he's like, so I, I just have to back. humor him so that eventually he's going to understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the bird. It's gone. Burn the window. You, you did your job. Come inside now, please. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, I went to go deal with that whole animal drama. Uh, it, it's funny. It's funny. You, 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 I, I, I do have. I do have uh, wireless headphones, so I can hear. What, I could hear all the oh. terrible things you guys said about me. <laughs> I walked away. That side, that side. I don't know oh, where man, he is. That guy. He always walks away, doesn't know what he's doing. I have no he just idea. He gets up and waters off like, here, he's just <laughs> what anybody else is saying. 
but, but uh, it's funny you should mention uh, that 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 kind of customer service type thing because in my office, what we have is a saying, and the saying goes, um, "I don't want you to fix my problem. I just want to be angry." That's usually <laughs> the way it goes, and they don't want me to fix it. If they would no, just no, stop, if, if I they would wanted fix to it. fix it, they'd shut up and listen. <laughs> Right. So then you get a lot of those PAOE errors. The what? Problem at other end. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Problem between Pep-cat. user and keyboard. Pep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get lots yeah. of those. And those are the ones who talk the most. And I'm like, what, what, what link are you using? And they're using the wrong link, you know? I'm like, at least most of them are easy because it's problem between user mm-hmm. and keyboard. And that's usually how I go into it. I'm like, all right, no, let's figure out. What- and that's the worst place ever. <laughs> <laughs> on. La, 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 la. I can see. Oh, no, no, my favorite Lola song isn't, um, it, it isn't, isn't Lola. It, it, it's Whatever Lola Wants. Well, they're different songs. That's from Damn Yankees. Whatever Lola Wants is from Damn Yankees. There's Copacabana. I know, I love it. I love that song too. And Lola by the Kinks. So, (laughs) I've lived a long and storied life. Lola by the Kinks. I, I, I like the Dan Yankees one because whatever Lola wants suits my sultry voice when because I, I can do sultry. I can do sultry <clears throat> when I'm singing when, when I'm in good voice. But um, <sighs> it's been a few years. Lola gets a little man, little Lola wants you. <laughs> I wish it were true. <laughs> no kidding. That was so bad. Hey, that's okay. You had some good songs when you were growing up. I, I was called Sandra D. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. I had not seen Grease at the time. I loved oh, Grease, wow. but I, I had no clue. Uh, like, why are you What kind of, like, childhood did you have? You I love My Greece. daddy didn't like musicals, so the only time we got to watch them was mm-hmm. at night when he was on a road. When he was on the road because he drove a truck, okay. Mom and I would watch things like Bloodhounds of Broadway. We'd watch, you know, the classics which we could get on um, on cable. Yeah. <clears throat> we just hadn't gotten to Greece or any of the more modern stuff. It's, that's, that's not the nicest song either. They're making fun of her. Mm, yeah, I know. Oh, you keep, you know, talking about being older than sliced bread and older than Google and older than what have you. I remember when cable came into my house. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a year before what have you, I had dad brought home a computer. My, my, my hard drive was a cassette tape player yeah. Oh, yeah. and the keyboard that we attached to the TV and it took forever to load the, the little game or program or whatever it was. Um, but like a year later, he had gotten cable. My brother and I came home from school. We come in, we sit in front of the TV. We're, we're expecting to be watching Spider-Man and then, you know, Electric Company and then, you know, whatever else that we normally watched. And all of a sudden, the, the channel changed, and we couldn't figure it out because we're like, "Wait, did it go to commercial?" Because it cut to a commercial, but there was a different channel. And we said, "What's going on? Why is it?" And then, just as it was starting, it would switch again, and we're sitting here going, "We had a remote. 
getting the little remote was, we still had to get up and do the little non-twisting thing on our TV. And all of a sudden, um, you know, I think we're probably the last generation that knows what the UHF uh, yeah. dial, was for. Um, but, and all of a sudden, we realized there's this clip going on behind us. And we look over there, and Daddy is laughing his ass off. Because oh, he's on the couch. changing the remote. The, oh. the remote was a slider bar on this little box. It was about like that long wow, that and about is. that wide. And it had a slider with a hundred channels on it from zero to, 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 to 99. And you, you, you slid along the bar for the channel. Like you HBO, was channel, HBO, HBO was channel two. HBO was channel two. HBO was channel two for me. And MTV and was Max 22. was 14. Okay. The Max was 14. Okay. See, HBO, I channel five what, HBO was what, five. What yeah, I remember that. I, had I think that was eighty. I think that was eighty, eighty one. So I would have been about ten or eleven, um, because my brother was already in school. Um, because that was the year Cinemax came out. Because we had HBO and Cinemax. We didn't have Cinemax. We eventually had HBO. We didn't have it at first, but we eventually got it. Yeah. Um, we learned that. Quick. That might have been about the same year that I got caught skipping school. Uh-oh. <laughs> Were you watching Skinamax? My, uh, my neighbor, two doors down, we were both in the same year in uh, school. Uh, that cable we <laughs> is when it was time to go to school. I, it just so happened this one morning, HBO or Showtime or Cinemax is one of the channels. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, what was the name of that movie? Sailor, The Sailor in the Sea, or something like that. Jeremy Irons. Ooh. A full frontal. All right. And right as I walked in, there was like all this business going on. I was like, let's sit down on the couch and, uh, huh. Hey. Oh, we're late for school. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, way late for school. Oh, what's, what's on next? <laughs> well, so that was the first time I ever skipped school. Was me and me and John Brown. That's where we got. We, um, uh, I was introduced to Benny Hill. Okay. Benny so Hill. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Yeah. Benny Hill. Surprisingly, about the same time, was on KDNL, which is a regular TV yeah. station, Channel Eleven, and. Yes. Uh, and and it was it was full frontal. Well, they didn't. Oh. They didn't do the bottom, but they did the top. Well, the unexpurgated, the unexpurgated stuff was, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, that was, I mean, that, but it was on at like you know ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Yeah. So when the I kids are supposed to be in bed, in my bed with the with the cover over the little eight inch TV black and white set that I had, and and just. <laughs> oh my god, I have a CD. Prisoner cell block oh, that. Yeah. Oh, that was some good stuff there. <laughs> oh yeah, especially yeah, especially yes. when you're uh, that age. <laughs> on things like Tales of the Gold Monkey and Black Sheep Squadron and um Right here, we brush our teeth with whiskey. <laughs> um, uh, Hogan's Heroes. Oh my god, I loved I Hogan's that. Heroes. Yeah. Um, but I've also watched Bridge on the River Kwai and The Great Escape, and I watched a lot of the classical movies with my dad. Um, Force 10 from Navarone. I've watched The Big Red One. Um, oh, I 
Um, and, you know, that's a side of Mark Hamill you never and expected to see. Nobody you talk no to is 20 some odd years old is going to ever know anything about what you're talking about right now. They're just like, then, somebody in my house has never seen The Princess Bride. What? That's I, impossible. I am so thankful I forced every single one of my children yes. to watch that. And my, yes. my holdout was my youngest. He didn't want anything to do with anything that had princesses in it. <laughs> but when it's I a kid. Watch, it became one of his favorite movies. So. Yeah, absolutely. I was right. Giant, come on. You have to turn into the grandpa. <laughs> Talking about Mark Hamill, I actually got a response from him once on Twitter because he had mentioned something about Corvette Summer, and I thought I actually like Corvette. I did too. Yeah. And, and, and the Apple Red. Oh sorry. my God, I've seen that so many times. Oh, yeah. see Corvette Summer, but I did see American Graffiti. Oh, American Graffiti. Graffiti. Wasn't he in American Graffiti? Yeah. No, it was Harrison was in American Graffiti. Yeah, Harrison, Harrison was in American Graffiti. That was like his first job, right? Because he had been a yeah. carpenter. And yeah. I think he worked on the sets or something. I think no! I think his first was, it might have been, no, he had done bits and pieces long before oh, okay. that. Okay. He got Star Wars because he was doing the carpenter who's building a studio for George and they needed okay. someone to read. And I think somebody tripped over him. Okay. They tripped over him. Um, but no, he was in Dead Heat on a Carousel. He was in... He had a problem was he was one of those actors that I'm sorry if you want me to play a bad boy I'm going to be a bad boy back in the day when you were a contract player and I'm sorry if James Dean was playing a bad boy it was James Dean doing bad boy stuff you know not it was never that's a bad boy and that was that era where the leading men were leading men. He yeah, also had a, uh, what do you call it, a bit part on, in Kung Fu uh, with David Carradine. He was a uh, missed that one. No, uh, well, I did see that one a long time ago because my mother watched Kung Fu. My mother watched Kung Fu all the time. He was also in Red River Valley. Okay. He was the guy who didn't do it. Yeah, the only, the only, he watched Bonanza. The only yeah. thing that made me watch, uh, well, two things. Uh, American Graffiti. It was that was actually one of the very first drive-in movies I think I ever saw. Oh, okay. Ah. But it had Opie. I love him. Yep. Yeah. And Mackenzie Phillips, who I was just like one day at a time crushed yep. on for the longest yep. damn time. I always like. And her. I have no idea. I have no idea why. <laughs> isn't she also Mom is in the Papa Daughter? China. Isn't she China's yeah. sister? Yeah. I yes. think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I always liked her. I was yes, sad. Is. She had a lot of drug problems, and that made me sad. Yeah, every, everybody, everybody oh, was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. we went yeah. over yeah. Valerie yeah. Burton, yeah. Melanie." Yeah. I was. Oh, God, yeah. Frisco <laughs> kid, the Frisco kid, yeah. ha- Harrison Ford, Gene Wilder, Western. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Because I, I love Gene Wilder too. Oh, as much as I love a lot of Gene Wilder stuff, my favorite of his is one I would love to find a DVD of and, and get back to. It was called uh, The World's Greatest Lover. I don't remember that mm-hmm. one. Um, I think I might have seen that one time. He's supposed to be... His, um, Bernard, it, was, it wasn't Bernadette Peters. It was Carol Kane was his I wife. And she was in love with Rudolph Valentino. She was in love with Rudolph Valentino. And when I ran away, ran off with Rudolph Valentino, and Valentino eventually taught him how to woo. He became, 
he became a, a, a really big film star in the silent movies because he was visualizing his co-star as his wife that he was trying to woo back. <laughs> it was a really good film. It was. I don't remember the bits and pieces of it, but oh my god, it was great. I think it was Carol Kane. Pretty I'm sure. With you. I don't. I honestly don't know why uh, Gene Wilder didn't get more parts. Oh no. He didn't get more movies because he was freaking brilliant. Every freaking thing he did. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. And wasn't he in Frank Young Frankenstein? Yes, I think he. I think he stepped out of the limelight a little bit to take care of his wife Gilda, who was dying. She was sick. Yeah. Um, Except that broke him. Yeah, that was rough for a lot of people. Yeah, you know that might that might have been it because that's about the time he stopped. I think he did like maybe one or two more things after that, and then it was. Mm -hmm. was And then she died. Some of the old people. The the crazy thing is, he used to live up uh, up in Vista in. One of my friends from G plus, her daughter works in the store and he would come into her store all the time. Wow. Just be like, what the hell? I'd be like. Freaking Jen Wilder in a fucking jumpsuit. Yeah. That would blow my mind. The closest to celebrity I've ever had was Mark Harmon, actually. He was going to first ball out at a Bombers game in South Carolina because he used to come to the baseball games that I, I would go to and I, I, I got <laughs> and George Perez I have met George Perez um, the, the, the guy who he did Teen Titans he did Wonder Woman Okay. Um, no, he hadn't done it. The Mark Harmon wasn't doing NCIS at the time. He was doing the TV show where uh, he was the detective for the deaf lawyer. I don't remember. Never remember the name of that show. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, so I can see it on your face. I don't remember. Oh. Um, oh, and I'm, I I got Mark Harmon like in his younger years in my face. In, um, uh, what, 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 Google. Hello, Google. Lawyer. Um, because he worked with um, Reasonable Doubts. That was it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. He, he worked with Molly Maitland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is where it's a thing, right? I think one or two, I thought. Um, She's a great actress, by the I way. Like yeah, her. absolutely. She's still doing stuff. I saw her in something recently. I don't remember what. But... Seasons. They did two seasons. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no. I know. No, I... Huh? Yo, go ahead. I was saying, I remember him from movies like Sunday School. He had a movie, and he had some other movies. I would watch his movies back in the... Summer School. Yeah, I remember the summer school movie too. Yeah, Yeah, him in the board shorts and being all laid back and what have you, and then you watch him as Gibbs, and you're going, dude, different people, totally different people. Oh, that's like looking at um, Keanu Reeves. You know, you look at the very first movie he ever made, and he's like, dude, and then all of a sudden he's John Wick. Mm -hmm. You know, granted, reasonable doubts. He did not reasonable doubts. The replacements. Yeah. I love that's like my favorite football movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and various things like that. You know, people surprise you when you go back and you look at them like, wow, 
It's like um, one of the movies from the 80s. Um, Batteries Not Included. I remember that. And Cocoon. Oh, I love You know the old lady? Oh, my God, Cocoon. Uh-huh. Lillian Gish. I've yeah, seen Lillian Gish. I think she was in Cocoon as an old... You really never saw her as an old lady, but I actually happened to have seen pictures of her after the internet, you know, caught on. Um, you know, black and white and her black and white uh, silent film days, and yeah. she was a looker. Lillian <laughs> Gish. Yeah. Lillian Gish was a looker. Yeah, she was. Oh, Lillian Gish. Too. Hang on. She lived yes. a long time, didn't she? Lillian Gish, didn't she? She did what? Didn't she live a long time? Yeah. Her and Don Amici both. Oh, Don Amici. Oh, yeah. She was, she was, in, she was, in, um, she was 100. She was born in eight, nine, 1893, and she died in 1993. Wow. She, yeah. she was born before TV. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, there's a picture of her in 1921. She looks like she should be on a uh-huh. Yeah, he, like he said, Lillian Dish, because she was, she was nice. This one that always blew my mind. Hang on, let me find it here. Okay. Here we go, hang on. Oh, there must be a bird in Lowe's window. Oh, what's going on? What are they doing? They're barking back, going back and forth behind you. Yeah, they're they're always. Oh, they must have seen a cat. The um. Oh, cats even better because they don't fly away. Yeah, you stand a decent chance with a cat. Yeah, they they torment. And doesn't bark at cats. She just whines. Uh, oh God! Oh God! Don't, um, oh God! What's um, Angela Lansbury? Angela Lansbury. Spartacus? I think so. Yeah. No, Samson and Delilah. Samson and Delilah. It's close. I saw. I saw. Um. Um. Gaslighting a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but did you ever see Gas Gaslighting? The movie with um, Isabella Rossellini's yeah. mother. She was in it. Oh, she was like 18 years old, and she's gorgeous. Wow. She was not a nice person in that movie, but she was gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angela like watching old movies. One of my favorite persons, the most beautiful woman ever. Mm-hmm. Isabella Rossellini. Oh, oh, I yes. love her. I love her so much. I've been a fan of her since the early 80s. She's yeah. so I'm beautiful. so an Audrey Blue Hepburn velvet. person. I love Audrey Hepburn too. I <laughs> cried when she died. I love both her and Catherine. The personality and the stuff that those women did Catherine, were just oh, amazing. If if I had to compare someone to my mother, Catherine Hepburn would have been. You can see light. that that oh god. right? Oh god. Yeah, that sturdiness. A lot of the conventions of her time. She defied a lot she of the conventions pants. of her time. She wore pants. Right? Shit, yeah. At a point in time when it was not widely acceptable in certain situations. Nope. Unless you're riding a horse, you don't need to be wearing pants, but she wore pants all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah Lola, Lola, Lola's She's seen the so picture beautiful. before. But Look that's... at her. Oh, wow. There's that's even a slight... Mom. I see the resemblance. There's even a slight resemblance. She's halfway between uh, Catherine Hepburn and uh, B. Arthur. And and interestingly okay. enough, B. Arthur was also a Marine. 
Yeah. I know. I love that so much. That's so cool. Because it fits. I mean, and and when I found out B. Arthur was a Marine, I was like, oh, yeah, that tracks. That That totally tracks. Like, Maud was one of my mom's favorite programs. Never missed it. And then that's how we, that's how she got hooked on Archie Bunker and and All in the Family. My dad used to watch All in the Family. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was like two of the shows we watched when I was like, Uh little tiny guy, like, you know. TV, you watch what dad wanted to watch. Yeah. You, you, yeah, well, you watch what the parents Mash. are watching. That's because how I got one Mash. TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mash. Oh. God, Mash. I actually liked Mash later on when I was an adult, but when I was a kid, I was like, I don't want to watch some war TV show. You Always. Uh, I had a thing for Alan Alda, let me oh, tell you. I did. Mash, I was still on, do. Mash was on repeats when I was in Okinawa. Yeah. And it was just like that was the thing you did when you got back You got back to the barracks. Mm-hmm. You turned uh-huh. on TV and you watched like the two the two episodes of mash that they aired that night because that's what they did every single night that's your life now how much named, like life was it huh i named my teddy bear radar oh, oh i love radar go. i've loved him so i would have been radar i would have either been klingon or radar <laughs> you know trying to figure out a way to get out yeah. or yeah i love yeah radar. i love walter O'Reilly. oh my god i definitely i'm definitely a radar yeah, I would be although, a radar. Although too. a lot of times I feel like I'm a Henry Blake. <laughs> Which one is that? I don't remember. He's the first original Colonel. Yeah. He just oh. he was just kind of there, just like chill, not giving a crap about anything. I the, the, I love what they did when they exited him. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody. There was no reason to do it. Oh, they killed oh. him, didn't they? Is that yeah. when they did killed him? They when they sent him home? When they sent him home, the cast is doing the closing scene. The cast is in the hospital. Okay, this is a hospital scene. You're, you know, what have you. Raider's going to come in here. He's going to read something off of your card and just react and then do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Left it at that. They did not inform them what was going to happen. So the only person in that scene who knew what was on that card was the kid who had just read it before he walked in there. So that look on... um. Yeah. on Raider's face was Real. the actor's reaction and every all the act reactions were absolutely genuine and they managed to stay in character and okay I can't handle this I've got to go back to work what else am I going to do that yeah. was that was That's that was positively one of that the was any TV mm-hmm. because that, was, that is that is exactly what would have happened right you would have been like oh, oh my god this is horrific this is horrific Oh, wait, now I'm in this guy's on. chest. I gotta right. deal with this. We gotta keep going. Yeah. We're at war. Yeah, which was the whole thing about that show. My uncle, uh, my uncle Roger, um, my dad's oldest brother, was in, who was a rescue chopper pilot in Vietnam mm-hmm. and had done several tours and one time touched down on a mountaintop in between the, the, the smoke markers. And to rescue some guys that they said could not be rescued because of where they were. He only had one, one whale on that, on that rock. Got the guys in there and out. And as they were, he was going up and the smoke was clearing, he realized there were three palm trees where those markers were. That if he had, you know, how did you get in there? It was just luck. He got shot down over one of the the bays as he was coming back. And he's flying a Red Cross chopper. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, we totally related to the whole Henry oh, Blake thing, so believe sad. me. So um, yeah, but, um, oh. <laughs> a really good moment in TV. There's still, oh, yeah. no, I got to guys. I got to get All ready right. for work tomorrow. <laughs> it was nice to see you, Ken. Bye bye. Yeah. Take care, Ken. See you All next right. time. Nice meeting y'all. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other other great TV moments. The only the only one that comes to mind is is completely unrelated, Mm -hmm. and that was uh, the new heart the new heart ending. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! It was all a dream. All a dream. Yeah. I dreamed that I was, uh, um, you know, this, 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 this right. yeah. Didn't that tie back to a previous show that he had oh, done? Yeah, the Bob, yeah, Newhart, Bob, the Bob show. Newhart show. His yeah. wife in the Bob Newhart show, he woke up in bed with her. I yeah. loved yeah. it. I that was great. I normally hate it's all a dream type stuff, but in this case, I love well, it. Well, he, huh? he wasn't aware. He didn't know. What do you mean he didn't know? They put him into bed in oh, the dark. Oh, he didn't know next... she was going to be No, next that was completely oh, I had no un... idea. Yeah, it was completely off script. They Whoa. put him in bed, like the lights are already down, brought him out on set, got him in bed, and the lights came up, and that was that was his legit reaction. And being the consummate comedian that he is. He loved it, He I'm was sure. just like, I'm going with it. I'm sure he loved <laughs> it. Wow. <laughs> well, I um, when Dallas did that, and they yeah. basically canceled an entire oh, season. Dear. yeah. Which basically left that whole wake up and it was all a dream thing, bad taste in our mouth. But that new heart situation, I do remember that. That was was classy. Because it tied you back to the previous thing where, you know. He was, and he was a psychologist. So like that whole dream of like, uh, I I run an inn and I've got these idiots that I, that, that I, that I work around. And it's like, doesn't that kind of mirror like my practice? And (laughs) Because he did have funny characters in the original show. Oh, I remember yeah, the yeah, secretary. Yeah, totally she always yeah. made me laugh. And and you know, I loved that original show. I watched the hell of that. Both oh, that yeah. and New Heart. And so I and loved it, it. We even still today use it. This is my brother Daryl, this is my other brother Daryl. Anytime yeah. I meet someone named Daryl or anytime someone has like double names, you know, the same name or Darryl something. Darryl. This is my brother Darryl. Which actually brings me around to something that I learned not that long ago and it, it kinda ties back to how um how TV can shape us and, and shape the, the way we look uh, our culture. Uh, okay, the whole myth, and I'm saying myth because they aren't actually fond of carrots. It's not their favorite food. Because in a while, how is a rabbit going to get a carrot? He's got to dig it up. And it's too much of a risk, unless he's digging a den, to stop to dig up this carrot. He's going to eat the tops. He's not going to worry about the roots. Good point. Um, rabbits aren't actually all that crazy about carrots. They'll go after the greenery first. Okay. The reason we have this whole culture where we assume carrots are a rabbit thing yeah. is because of Bugs Bunny, oh, who stood there holding the carrots, mm-hmm. taking a bite, going, eh, what's up, Doc? Yeah. The reason he did that was to tie back to an episode, to something that Humphrey Bogart had done in one of his movies, where he's standing there with a carrot eating the carrot while he's delivering his lines of, you know, and it might have been what's up, Doc, I don't know. But he said something to that same effect. Oh, or something. Yeah. So, no, but mostly it was, it was something to the effect of what's up, Doc. Yeah. 
Um, well, so Bugs Bunny is doing the Humphrey Bogart impression, but we have forgotten Bogart, so it just becomes carrots and rabbits. It's a thing. Isn't that interesting how we're influenced and it becomes true? Oh, yeah. But I remember Bugs Bunny was so great because we learned about opera. Because <laughs> of Bugs Bunny, we learned about opera. We learned about, you know, all this other stuff. They did the Ring of the Nibelung in, what, four minutes? I think that cartoon, the, the, um, what's opera doc, which is the one with, you know, spirit magic, hell, mate. Yeah, they condensed the entire Ring of the Nibelung saga, which is like three or four, uh, three hour operas into like three minutes, which was amazing. Um, the Barber of Seville, I grew up humming the which was funny because eventually I did get to see the uh, the marriage of Figaro on um, at, at, at Florida State um, uh, years later. Um, but it was just like, you know, we got exposed to this classical shit. We didn't even know, you know, a tree grows in Brooklyn. I guess the penny is mightier than the sword. <laughs> yep. And, you know, but, you know, we, yeah, there was a lot of racism stuff. There was a yeah. lot. We were exposed to, um, we, we were exposed to what is, what, um, transgender and cross-dressing. Yeah. Well, the rabbit. Yeah. The, the end of the, the, Maud Archie Bunker also did that. And I thought mm. that was very, like. I must have missed that episode. <clears throat> um, but I remember, you know, at the very end of. Archie Bunker? The, yeah, I, I missed the episode of the cross-dressing thing in Archie Bunker. Who crossed? Yeah, no, there was that. That was there was a whole character that was uh, a cross-dresser. Must have missed that I or not remember. Remember that carried, I it carried on that. to the 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 uh, after after Edith died. Archie's, uh, Archie, place? Archie, Archie, Archie's place. I never yeah, watched that I far. I never watched yeah. that far. Okay. Um, but that yeah. was, I mean, that was breakthrough TV where yeah, yeah. someone oh. likes to dress up in dresses. What? And they, they normalized it. I'm a big fan of yeah. normalizing I am stuff. too. I am Victor Victoria. Yeah, yeah, I love Victoria. that. Victoria. Um, yeah, when they, when they stopped making fun of it, and, you know, yes, it's done for comedy, but, you know, it's still not belittling it necessarily because, you know, that was coming up on, you know, the whole Fire Island thing and, you know, just before the AIDS breakout really got yeah. started, oh, um, yeah. which kind of kind of slingshotted us back again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 Because, oh, see, this is what free love gets you. That's when the Republicans kind of, you know, screwed us up. Yeah. Um, and stop being the same type of Republicans that they were in the beginning. Because, oh, you know, goodness. what the Republican Party started at is not what they are now. What the Democrats started at is what the Republic, you know, they kind of switched their yeah, roles as far as left to right and liberal versus conservative. Yeah, um, but blue dog Democrats, um, Democratic Party's toehold used to be the South. Believe it or not, because um, yep. yeah, yeah, my father was a Democrat and he was not liberal at all. Whatever yeah. the opposite of liberal is, that was my father. Yep. So. You know, it was okay because it was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so so at the end of the marriage, at the end of the Barber of Seville, you know, Bugs Bunny was dressed as a bride and. Or the other way around. I can't remember which way it went. And it's you know they're going off. Okay, wait. The one those two rabbit. What wasn't? Or were they both male? Yeah. I As remember, kids, you don't. You don't. Whatever. 
And you know, it means a lot to a kid if they're thinking about their identity and their sexuality, even yes. something like that, seeing something like that. But here's the thing. Those who aren't thinking about their identity and aren't questioning their identity, it goes right under the radar and it's just funny. But yeah. those that, those to whom it matters, it matters in a positive light because I, wait, that's okay? Yeah. But, but you know, back then I don't think, I don't think that was the thought. Like, no, it was just funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think. It's like Pepe Le Pew. It's like this whole big controversy about Pepe Le Pew right now. I'm like, just updating dudes. You've already yeah. updated Lola from an intelligent bunny to a ditz. Oh, is, is Pepe Le Pew under fire for his womanizing? Yeah. No, he's under fire for his stalker rapey thing yeah. because he pursues her even after she says no. Oh, good God. And that is it, gross, but he's... it was a long time ago. Unfortunately, um, and we all know somebody like that. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, right now my daughter's dealing with somebody like that. Oh, yeah. Who is refusing to take no for an answer, um, to the point of cyber stalking, and it's a whole other ball of I'm not getting into. Yeah. But um, but when I was a kid, I'm like going, okay, he's a skunk. She's a cat who looks like a skunk. He's going to chase her because it's an animal. That's what animals do. You go after the thing that you think is pretty. And But my favorite episode of Pepe Le Pew was after he went and got himself all perfumed up, she went and got herself all stinky, and then she's chasing him because he can't handle the smell. <laughs> and she's fine with him being all romantic and what have you until she smelled him. Yeah, there's some subtext there. So much subtext. <laughs> I did too, especially with cartoons. The subtext wasn't there for the kids, it was there for the adults. I know, it's what keeps the adults going. Sick yeah. animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Oh. You have to watch it with the kids. So only the kids are going to be allowed to watch it. Animaniacs. Oh, God. They have rebooted them. They have brought them back. I'm still waiting for Slappy and the couple of the other ones, but there's Pinky in the Brain, there's new, um, uh, they brought Chicken Boo back, but only to say the Chicken Boo is not allowed back in such a way that you don't see that that's what's going on, which was actually kind of brilliant. But they only updated the characters a little bit, unless you were looking at, unless you remember them very specifically, or you're looking at the old one compared to the new one, you can't tell the difference. They're, they're doing very, very well. They changed the opening song just a little bit. Instead of, you know, paid for play contracts, it's now, you know, you should see our new contracts. <laughs> okay. And things like that. It's, it's still pretty good. But it, it, it brings, you know, the, the whole educational thing where, you know, we grew up on, um, we had Schoolhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. that, those are things we remember because, I'm sorry, Kids remember what they sing. Yeah. I a kid who could sing the McDonald's menu song, but couldn't tell you his his two times tables Aww. because he didn't have to sing them. Yeah. You are, introduce him to Schoolhouse Rock, and that changes. Are, are you a fan of uh, Alton Brown? Oh God, yes. Oh no, I'm gonna let y'all talk. I'm gonna go get another beer. I'll be right back. Okay, Alton Brown. My five year old. When she, my daughter, my 22-year-old, when oh, she was five, watched him. Not for Watched him. Have you, have you loved seen, him. Have you seen Quarantine Kitchen? I've seen some of Quarantine Kitchen. 
Oh, no. Yes, I've seen bits and pieces of Quarantine Kitchen. Yes, I have. And yes, I, I love that he's like, going, wait a minute. I don't have to worry about here, brand name. I don't have to be generic. I don't have to. This is my damn kitchen. <laughs> In, in the last, in the last, I've been, I've been on quarantine kitchen since day one of quarantine. Like it was like literally like uh. a week and a year ago is when that started. And I, I, I just happened to be lucky enough to catch the first one live. And I was like, Oh my God, do this again. Yes. And then they did it again. And I was like, Oh my God, do it again and again. And I've been, I've, I've honestly watched at least some portion live of every single one. Wow. It comes on right, right at the time I have to leave work. And uh. so I, I usually get to watch like maybe the first 50%, 60% of the show and then mm-hmm. I catch the last of it. But on the last one, uh, Elizabeth had this big, like kind of 10 gallon hat on <laughs> and someone in chat put time for timer. And she just happened to catch it. She was like, oh, time for timer. And and Alton was like, huh? Time for timer. Don't you remember that? And he didn't remember it. He doesn't remember it. And like, just like the chat erupted. It was like, hanker for a hunk of cheese. Ah. <laughs> it was just like, it was just blah, blah in, in the YouTube chat. And I was like, yeah, these these are your people here. These are the. These are the ones you want. You want these people. Do you remember the Doritos guy? Huh? You remember the Doritos guy? The big, fluffy, you know, Bob Ross hair, cheesy mustache. He would crunch it. He'd crunch a Dorito and all hell would break the, loose. He had the, 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 the sombrero. He'd crunch it and every, no, no, not the sombrero. No, no, no. It was the commercial. In the commercials, he would crunch the Dorito and, like, the tank would fall down. Or wherever he was, you know, glasses would break. Oh, God, I wish I could remember. It, it, it was right about the time with the Mr. Sherman guy, Please Don't Squeeze the Sherman. It was about that same commercial Mr. time. Ripple. Mr. Whipple, yeah. 1975. Oh, God. <laughs> Oddly specific, I know, but I, I, bet I'm, I bet I'm pretty close to right. It might have been 74. Probably, I don't know. I don't know if my brother remembered. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of little things that you remember from when you were a kid that you're like, wait, where did that come from? I mean, I well, I, I'm I'm so old. I actually, I actually know what one of the very first Seven Elevens looked like. Wow. Like they had Slurpees. That was the thing. <laughs> That was the thing. Well, yeah. yeah. That was their thing. And it was, it was 10 cents for a Slurpee. Wow. I don't know. It blows your mind now. They're like a buck, two bucks, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. I remember the ICs. I love yeah, were, And they weren't open all night like they are now. Like most yeah. of them are 24 hours. They were from 7 to 11. No, no, oh, they, were, they were open 11 hours a day, seven days oh, a week. Oh, I didn't know that was the deal. They were, okay. So they were open for like, you know, I don't know, seven in the morning to seven at night or some crap like that. Mm. But yeah. Wow. I remember going to the 7-Eleven every day after school. I would walk by and go to the 7-Eleven and get candy. That was my big thing. I used, uh-huh. to, buy, I used to buy what my mom called sewer gum. It was a big, long stick. Mm-hmm. 
of watermelon or apple. I don't remember what flavor it was. Is it a watermelon or apple? Flavored gum. A long, yeah, thin I tube stuff stick. Like that. Yeah. And, and it was like 10 cents for the whole stick. And mm-hmm. I'd buy a stick of that. And my mom was like, you're chewing that sewer gum. I smell it in here. Ugh. It's good. I remember the smell of gum from the baseball cards. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, no. I, I grew up in Chicago. <laughs> the they smell those, right? of the leaf bubblegum factory oh. is everywhere in that area. Oh. Okay. You knew when you were that part of town because it all smelled like freaking bubblegum. Huh. <laughs> and there was another part of town that was the Sinclair Cookie Factory. Uh-huh. You knew when you were over there, too. It was bubblegum over here. It was cookies over there. Well, yeah, we, we, get, we, get we got coffee. Six. We have yes, house. we got a section of town that smells like coffee, and not far from that is the Swisher Sweets. Oh, the, that's right. Yeah, that's a gross yeah. smell. I do not like Swisher Sweets. Uh, yeah. When I when I lived in Champagne, we had a craft plant there. And like the cheese. Yeah, like the oh, cheese, and I okay. got to tell you, when you're in that part of town, the smell mm-hmm. awful. I want awful. <laughs> One known secret about craft. Um, I worked as a temp agency here in Jacksonville for a while, and um, well, I got to work at the Maxwell House. I had a, there was a project that they needed me for that you know basically I sat in the room and I painted while I waited for them to bring me the data that they needed collated. Okay. For this project that they were doing, well, this would have been about ninety seven. 96 or 97 and um they were still allowing smoking in buildings some of the hallways at maxwell house didn't smell like coffee they smelled like cigarettes i would not like that coffee and cigarettes because owns maxwell house owns marlboro uh, the executives smoked in their offices because they were allowed to at that point in time yeah, yeah. Just, and you don't want to be in the bottom floor of the Maxwell House because it smells like burnt coffee. It smells good uh, from outside, not from outside, inside. Outside, it smells good. I wouldn't like that inside. You were about to say something, sir. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, coffee and a cigarette. Oh my god. Oh. You want that? When I smoked, that would have been, been perfect. so many years. It's been, it's been, been so 20, many years. It's been 24 years since I smoked. Well, my I, husband is going on seven months now. The the, the the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing in the entire world. I'm going to tell you the stupidest thing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Cup of coffee. And then about 10 or 15 minutes later, this was, of course, in the morning. You go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then you have a cigarette. <laughs> the cigarette that makes you go in the coffee. Well, you know, you have the cigarette while you're going. That's that's well, like. That's, as long as you don't burn that's, the bathroom that's just down. Like, Oh, wow. Just let it all what out. A thing that Exhale was. from all. I kind of miss that. Exhale from all. Yeah, here. I, I kind of miss that. I got I got to say, I kind of miss that. Yeah, I, no, I it's, I do. it's kind of ironic because the, the, the cigarette culture is so ingrained oh, yeah. into our, our work society that you have to allow so many cigarette breaks to a smoker or you're going to have a problem. They're addicted. Uh, I was addicted. Oh, I God, know. not here. <laughs> not here. Not here. It's, you did at one point. Um, 
Yeah, 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 you're in California. You're in California. You're completely a smoke-free society. Yeah. But here in Florida, you know, because big tobacco still has their hold down here. Um, they're even trying to outlaw vaping. Yeah, no. They have yeah, already fixed it so that you can't send it through the mail. You can't buy the vape stuff through the mail anymore. They're trying to, to they're, they're trying to close that down so the online vape shops and what have you are, you know, because the they don't have the big lobby money to pay the lot for the lobbyists that big tobacco does so but my husband has noticed that when he was smoking he would get these breaks Mm -hmm. and these that he's not getting now that he's not smoking anymore and you know it's like you would get those little five ten minute breaks to go quick have a quick cigarette He's not being allowed those because he doesn't, you don't need them, you, you, you know. And he's lucky if he gets a break these days. He's supposed to and get a break. It, it's, it's supposed to be part of the law, I always heard. He, he does, but he's in maintenance. Oh, that's different. He's in, yeah. the, he's in the mechanical maintenance. He works at Amazon. He keeps the conveyor belts running. Oh, yeah, he doesn't get a, he, do you he, know, he's lucky to go pee. Do you know Thomas <laughs> Sometimes, Trent? Sometimes, nowadays. Huh? Do, do you know Thomas Trent? Yes. He works at Amazon, too. Yes, he works at a different building than my husband does. Completely different building. But we know him because he's part of our our complete circle, and he lives with my sister. Uh Who does he live with? And Laura and I. Trey and Laura. Oh, yeah, Trey and Laura. Yeah. I went to their um, St. Patrick's Day party like 11 years ago. I don't think I've seen them since then, though. It's been a long time. So five, they've been a little boy now. He's Corbin's like five years old oh, now, really? almost five. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah, he, he's a little holy too, but you know, he's hitting that age where all of a sudden the oppositional defiance is suddenly a thing, and you know, never is now his favorite word. Oh. Yeah, but I oh, well. Uh, I don't know, but it is about 10.30, and I have done absolutely none of my homework. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop recording. Cy, you can stay on if you want. I don't mind. Okay, Mom. All right. (laughs) It's early here. It's only like 7.30. Before we go, Sandra, Mm -hmm. why don't you just tell a little bit about yourself, because this is going to go in the podcast, where people can find you and all that stuff. Um, uh, I, my name is Sandra Lee. I am a local author who writes under, I am now writing under S.L. Thorne, that's T-H-O-R-N-E. Um, I have a website, www.thornwoodstudios.com. That's Thorne with an E on the end, or you're going to end up at some photo website that's not me um i have six books that i have written they're all in the roughly fantasy supernatural genre um it's a little something for everybody i'm working on my uh first audiobook which i'm hoping in the next couple of months to have completed and on audible so you know i have my artwork up on the website and the links to my books all right, and I'll put that in the show notes. Cy, si, uh, what you wanted to say something? Uh, yeah, I'm on the internet. If you can find me, if you can't, well, uh, I don't care. That's uh, okay. 
I'm on MeWe, but I, I check in there like maybe once every four or five days. I so don't do it that much. Either. Don't hold your breath. Mm -mm. Um, I'm on Discord if you know the right Discord servers. So <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah, actually, your best your best bet's to point to point Lola over there. <laughs> Because she knows all kinds of ways to get a hold of me. Yeah, I can always get a hold of Cy. Yeah. That's the deal. She, you, you need me for something. You, you get a hold of her. Yeah, She's you my gotta agent. go through me. You gotta she gets go ten, through me. She gets, better agent. she gets 10%. Right off the top. I get 10% of nothing. I get 10% well, of nothing. Well, you know, right now it's nothing. But, you know, next month it might be, you know, $10. You get a whole buck. Let's Woo. hope. Let's hope. That'd be more than I get some days. That's that's real money. Mm -hmm. That's more than I have most of the time. Um, All right. So, Sandra, you gotta go. You're going. Um, I probably should go soon, though. Um, now, uh, are you still recording? I am. Okay, because there's some things that I would like to oh. ask or talk about off recording. All right. But... I'll, I'll stop recording. Okay. Thank you.